So this share comes in continuation to comes in continuation to the previous share, which, as you may have noticed, was a bit on the shorter end, a bit gechapt. I heard afterwards from a number of the Yungalites that they were still uh, taking an interest in the topic and they uh, commented a bit. So I figured might as well uh, have a continuation. And between the two, hopefully we'll have David uh, Asholim. Now, uh, even though in every shir I try to ensure that there's a dvar chiddush in the shir, it doesn't always have to be mindset chiddush, but it could be the makaitis or the way the makaitis are put together. But in this shir, I think I want to say vimezak the bissel egne here in Yeridea seven kufyutas. The reason being that usually I try to look and find and see if. Things are addressed. In this case, I couldn't seem to find something that addressed the, the issues to my satisfaction. So we'll get to hear what that sounds like. We'll see if it works or not. Um, of course, in this case, we're mamish. We're talking about the Shulchan Aruch. You have the pages in front of you. So one of the yungalite in this coil, we can talk one of the Chashva yungalite, who's also involved a little bit in Hira. So he commented to me that mamish. Just recently, he got a question that's negated to these halachas. There's a shliach who's dealing with someone who's supposed to be observing kashras, but he, the shliach knows they bought some chametz before Pesach. And when the shliach com- commented, mentioned something about, well, you have to sell it, you know, you have to sell the chametz for Pesach, he got a comment, seemed like the person didn't really understand, appreciate the point, the significance. Right? Some people just they think they look at it as a joke. So, that means this person is chashud, this Indian. And now this person wants to bring the food, the same food, similar food to the Chabadas for an event after Pesach. And uh, the, the, the Shliach suspects that this could be Chomets Shavar Olva Pesach without a Mechira. Not 100%. Maybe uh, they went and bought the same thing again, etc. Now, if you're accepting, assuming that they're a chashut, so then you have separate halachas in Shulchan Aruch, Nechaz Pesach. If you know that a yid has, Shulchan Aruch calls it a mummer, you know that a yid has chametz shavar alva Pesach, how long do you have to wait until you assume that it's been uh, this turnover? So what's the din? Obviously, the uh, instinct is to try to help the shliach make things less complicated uh, for them, you know. So I believe already that younger man started commenting to me that is there, is there truly no way, no place to say that even if I'm not convinced that they're keeping the halachas, but if they come to me and they tell me, look, Rabbi, for you, I understand, we're keeping, I'm keeping the halachas properly in this context. Is there, no, is there no room in logic to say that we should take that into account? So I said in response that Taka... In continuation to the previous year, the previous year was about trusting women that have somewhat of a spotty track record when it comes to mitzvahs and avedas, tara. So I'm still thinking about this question myself, right? Because the main, the main case, one of the main cases I mentioned was the husband's about shuva, the wife is not. Previously they lived without tara samishpach, and now the husband wants to make a change. She's not on board with observing halacha, but the question would be, maybe she'll uh, agree to do it for his sake, and now... Is that trustworthy or not? Right? Choshut. Now, male in the cases in the, that we quoted from Shalos Shuvas from the Tzemach Tzedek, where the woman was machshel, her husband was a normal from the context, and the woman was machshel. 
So she has a, she's chashudah to be machshul other people. And even then, in that case, the Temach Tzedek is relatively easy. The Pesach are relatively easy. You can do tshuva, whatever tshuva is. Unlike a shaykhet or whatever, we give her a harder time. But here, in this case, it's not fair to say about, about tshuva. She wasn't machshul her husband. They were on the same page. They were living irreligiously together. So why, why does that make us automatically assume that, oh, no, she's going to be machshul? Is there no value to previous acquaintance? They know each other. Why don't we let him uh, decide on his own whether he feels like he can trust her or not? Right? Bechlal, even, and Bechlal, you could say, you know, sometimes you have people, black hats, and uh, Lavdafka, you feel so comfortable actually trusting them and relying on them, particularly in Ashkacha and things like that. You have a feeling, and vice versa, you can have someone who's not religious, but you have a feeling that this person uh, is honest and they're straightforward and they'll listen to what you tell them. If they need to tell you the truth, they'll tell you the truth. So if this idea had any validity, that would be very helpful. But on the other hand, from the general Hemshech of Sim Kufi test, it doesn't seem like there's such a possibility for them to just come and tell us that it's fine and then we'll just say, okay, and then be convinced. After I uh, spoke, after our conversation, Itaka found that there is a discussion on this type of question as to whether there's room for personal trust. So there is a discussion like this in Paiskim in recent years, and hopefully get the plan is to get back to it at the end, at least the kids are. But before we get to that, I was stuck by the, the Edson, the Edson topic, this, this Yusoy, what's the Yusoy over here? And the more I thought about it, and the more I searched to see if anyone talks about it, and I couldn't find, the got more and more shver. So you read the sentence in Sif Aleph, So, one way of reading it, what would seem like a reasonable way of reading it and understanding the idea would be that once upon a time there weren't products and there weren't brands. You went into a house, you found the milk. And back then, and to some extent, to a great extent even today, it's not so appropriate to start asking people, uh, what is this? Where is it from? It's rude. And if you ask, maybe they'll just be insulted and say, why? Why? You don't trust me? Etc. Or the person, or maybe you walk into the house and the person isn't even there. You don't, there's no one to ask Bechal. You just see the milk, for example. So, even though every year it has a cheskas kashras, which Pashtus means that you don't even have to ask, right? Mashenken by Anida. Anida, you have to ask. Dafka, but there's already a cheskas toma. Then you have to, she has to say tovalti. But otherwise, cheskas kashras means you don't have to ask. So this, Choshud, doesn't have a cheskas kashras. So maybe we could just read the Shulchan Aruch as meaning that uh, if you, you don't have any additional information. All you know is that it's this guy, it's his stuff. But once we get to the question of Namonus, Namonus means trusting. Is he reliable? That's a slightly different question. That's not the same din. That's not the same question. It's not so pashat that someone who's not makbid, particular, on something for himself, why, why are we making the leap and automatically assuming, oh, therefore the person's a serial liar. Whenever the topic comes up, they're going to lie about it. What's the connection? Or at least there's the correlation. There might be somewhat of a connection, but it's, the correlation's so strong. Let's take uh, Balabatash uh, examples. Some people are particular to buy the more expensive uh, version of a product, and other people are not. So, 
if, I, if I'm the one who's mocked, but my friend is not, and I go to him and I say, uh, you know, could you please uh, take care of this for me? Go and get the, but please make sure it's the more expensive version of the product. I, I should I should automatically assume that now if he doesn't if this is not important to him then he's automatically going to lie to me about it. It doesn't seem like such a reasonable, straightforward assumption to make. You have many examples. You look uh, packaging, right? Gluten-free, non-GMO, sugar-free, all the different uh, buzzwords you'll find on the packaging. Right? Some packaging has it, some doesn't. So if I per personally don't care, I don't look for sugar-free, I don't have a problem with sugar. My friend tells me, you know, sugar-free is very important to me, I, can't, uh, I don't want to have sugar for my health. That means that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start lying to them now and, and give them something they don't want? Some people might do that, but why is that an assumption? If you go with the Havana and the Shulchanar that I suggested, so it makes a lot of sense. If you walk into someone's house and there's some serving food, you shouldn't assume that everything is sugar-free. Why would you assume that? This person doesn't observe uh, sugar-free. But if you go over and you explain the situation, please take into account that I care. Why? We should take everyone out of their chazaka, of their nemanos, as reasonable, trustworthy people that care about their friends. It's possible to imagine certain scenarios in which if you don't care, you think it's nonsense, so then you don't take your friend seriously. Right? The more he thinks it's nonsense, the more he thinks it's, it's literally just ridiculous. What are you talking about? Okay. But again, how strong is this correlation? And maybe may sometimes it very well be the opposite. You might think that for me, I need to get the more expensive version. For you, you don't need the expensive version. It can go either way. That should be its own discussion. And maybe we should take people's personalities, etc., into account and their attitude towards this specific problem. Why are we just taking away everyone's demonis and trustworthiness like that without an individual discussion or debate? If he's chashed to sell limkar dvarim, like it says in Sif Beis, he's just selling non-kosher things, bistam, Okay, so you see, this guy's already out there being marshal other people, people that he knows probably wouldn't want to be, eat, to be eating what he's giving them. And even that guy, you're still allowed to eat in his house. Why? Because we're not looking at the person, the person who's willing to sell not kosher things, why would he have any, uh, any issue with feeding you directly? Why, why would that be different? So we're not looking at the person, looking at the place. The store is a place where the things tend to be not kosher. His house tends to be a place where the things are kosher. So that's why it's fine. And that's the person who, we at least have evidence that he's machshul people. But the person who's just uh, eating not kosher himself, and he's not, in the, he's not in the field of stores and selling and sales, how do, where's the evidence about how he treats other people? And why not the opposite? Maybe he doesn't care about himself. He's willing to be marshal himself. Other people, he doesn't want to mess with uh, their uh, values. Again, if you're in his house and it's bistam, so obviously you should assume that the food is not kosher. But if you have reason to assume that he would go out of his way and, and give you what you want, what you need, why not? Now, Amos, I found that a number of svarim that touch on questions like this in a more lumdish oifim. Uh, Right, because you actually have additional isurim. There's additional isurim of midvashaker terchok. Lying is an aveda. Lifnaiver is an aveda. 
And we said in Sif Dalet, Hachosh l'dover echod, ain't hachoshud l'dvarim acherim. So, the guy doesn't eat kosher, why are we accusing him of being over on the Rashek HaTerchak and the Fnei'ver? Right, more lamdish version of that. So, Marshall, I saw people on the to the Ur Godel. Ur Godel is the Godel of Minsk. Biruchim Perelman, the Rav in Minsk, lived around the time of the Marash, the Eber Hashab. Tavshim Amzai and Machan Yishalayim printed Ur Godel HaShalim with a Chelek Beis with additional tshuvas and stuff. So, in Simon Yutas, there's a tshuva, Be'in Yilaf Ne'iver, Be'isu Dirabonon. And he's having a pilpul, being mefalpul with another Litvisher Rav. He starts off, he says, Your question is, if were you now over on Lifna Iver Deiraisa or not? Lachayra, Lifna Iver Deiraisa, standard Lifna Iver is, you give the guy an Eitzah She'eno Higanis. You end up uh, causing him to do something he wouldn't otherwise have wanted to do. No, so Isra Dirabonon is also Eitzah She'eno Higanis. So it should also be Lifna Iver Deiraisa. So every time you're Machshul Isra Dirabonon, you're Ratzim Iver Deiraisa. That's what the other Rav wanted to say. So he discusses that, and he says later on, "Bemes literally pashut the einekain." No, lifneiver of isu the rabbanon is also the rabbanon. There's different ayes. One of his ayes is kaimal on achashu lachal isu the rabbanon ain't same chanolav. Now, if you say Lifneiver is dead, I say, So, he's only chashu to not kosher, but he's not also he's not nachsha to be machshul people and be over Lifneiver dead, I We're talking about an isu the to be Michael, a person is the Rabbanon. So he would eat this with the Rabbanon, but he wouldn't be Machshul, someone is the Rabbanon, because he knows that's really Lifneiver uh, Deiraisa. He's been signed to the Teres Abayas of the Rashba, and the Gemara Bukhairis, that you're not allowed to buy Yamach Mechag. I assume you may have seen it in the Beis of etc. Yayin, Murias, Cholov, etc., the certain products in Syria. So the Ra'ah and the Badak Abayas there has a fakarter take. He says, you have someone who's chashed lachal, ve'ene chashed lachal. You have the taka, according to the Ra'ah, there is a Zamitzis. It's taka chashed that he eats treif. He wouldn't stam give other people treif until you prove that he does. The Rajbah wrote lapach, like we have in our Shulchan Aruch, that there's a musig of someone who sells to other people, but he himself doesn't, so in his house you can trust him. But not the opposite. So in the Mishmeres Abayas of the Rashba, where the Rashba is responding to the Bedek Abayas, responding to the Teres Abayas, so he says, Why would you assume that he doesn't care about himself, but he cares more about his friend? That's the Rashba's uh, retort, his response. Zok to Ergadol, Lahanal, according to what I said, He eats his surim de Rabbanon, but he doesn't... Uh, doesn't want to be martial people and be over in the flavor there, so uh, we can uh, slug up the Rashba's uh, argument. There's also a Tashbet, the Tashbet in Chayel Gimel, Seven Pei Gimel, says that the Rivash Taka wanted to rely on Maisa on the Ra'ah. In that time, in that period with uh, Anusim, you tell them they started having lots of these types of questions. So the Rivash wanted to rely on the Ra'ah and say, even if he's a person that's not uh, so from, but he wouldn't be martial people. And the Tashbit said, no, the Ra'ah Svaraz ain't a miskabalas. You can only go the other way. You can be machsha all the people, but be machsha on yourself, but not the reverse. And he writes at the beginning that the Hoida Ledvara, the Rivash was Moida. And again, la now, makkar larash frekta argano. So from Rebazayez Mukhrech, the Lefneiver, visit Rabbanon, is only Medirabbanon. 
then that discussion itself is its own discussion in Achreidim. We're not going to get into that. But what, what do we see from here? Number one, we see he wasn't automatically persuaded by the Rajba, the Tashbitz's uh, logic. It's not uh, given to him that uh, if you marshal yourself, you'll for sure be others. And for that reason, he decided that with our create enough Gemina that uh, in Lefnever, how does Lefnever work? Oh, Dark Muslim Zagan, Lefnever works this way, not that way, which. Bukhaira is a little shver that you have to stick this type of stuff, this type of logic into the cheshbin of the dinim. Bushtet. Okay. Al-Darach we could discuss the sheker, the lying, right? So the assumption is there's an element of lying here. So in that uh, conversation that I mentioned earlier, so when we were speaking about this, uh, this point, why, why, are we, why are we assuming that they're lying? So we touched on this. I said, does that mean that the assumption is, the underlying assumption is that people... Be'etzim are lying all the time. I mentioned, oh, it's popular to quote the studies. Studies show that uh, the average person lies this number of times per day. A, you may have seen that quote here and there. And when we say that, we don't mean Labdafke that they're uh, pathological liars. It just means out of comfort. Because there are many scenarios in which it's not uh, pleasant to say the truth or to correct people or whatever it is. So, uh, for the reasons like that, where they feel like the truth isn't so relevant, why get bogged down in the details? So, it's just a, a method for sm- smoothening daily interactions. So, you, to get rid of those bumps where you start uh, nitpicking over the truth and not truth. Lamar Zagan, that's the case. So, Ebazai, is that the idea here? And we can give a lamdish sounding hakira. Bechlal, is every person becheska shakrin until we prove that he's uh, reliable? Or is every person, if I care, everyone's becheska reliable until we prove he's a shakrin? So maybe, maybe the assumption here, the underlying assumption here, is that even a frumiyad would be a liar. But because it's clear to us, or upon him he's becheskas, that he's afraid of Avedis, he doesn't want to be machshul other people, so for this reason, Dafkar will say that, oh, he's not lying, therefore he's Naman. But the second we see that he doesn't care about the Aveda, even though he was never proven to be a liar, we only saw that he's not, uh, doesn't care about the Aveda, maybe that would be the vart that well, he returns to the Chazaka, he returns to the underlying Chazaka, which is that everyone's a liar, nobody minds lying. So in recent years, I saw uh, a Taira Dekakaivitz from recent years called Pa'olama Taira Gillian Yutes came out in Tafshinai and Hay. There's an article there from Arav, his name is Rabbi Shol Yaakov Landau, a Chesidish Arav, other Chesidish Kreisen in Be'er Sheva. The article is about Hanoyeg Heter Bamaichel Inachshav Kechashud Lamish Hanoyeg Iser. If I hold that this is Mutter and you hold that this is Aser, am I a Chashud Lagabe you that I don't care that you hold that it's Aser, I'm going to feed it to you. And specifically, what's he talking about? So he says, you have the Shemitah organizations of certain gormim, certain elements, who are known to be mekel, and he kind of bring, out, bring himself to say the words, heter mechira. So they're, they're mekel and haramas ha Fine. So now they went ahead, these same people went ahead, and they also made an oitzer basin. Oitzer basin works differently. It's, uh, it's supposed to not go through gayim. So do they have an emanus to us, people who don't believe in our Ramas HaMechira, and we would use Eitzir Beistin, but it's their Eitzir Beistin. So can I trust them now to, that they're doing Eitzir Beistin correctly? So he has 25 pages on this. 
And beyond that specific example, it is a chash of a question that could be relevant in, the var- in various situations. Look also here in Shulchan Aruch, in Siv Zion. Bakupanim, Linyaneinu, somewhere in the middle he writes, that is Ken Zion, that if a person's mekel, according to the place, cannot say to be mekel, so Ebazoi, we wouldn't call him a choshut, but it's Ken Zion that if Nemonus is based on a cheskas kashrus, here the cheskas kashrus shouldn't help. Because for him, if he was machshul you, he wouldn't feel like he was over and lifna either, because to him it's mutter. So he doesn't feel like he's being over and lifna either. So Ebazoi, if there's no Avera at risk here, at stake here, then Ebazoi, he doesn't have Nemonus. And we can't say that he has a cheskas kashrus not to lie. Because Avada, the Cheskas Kashrus, won't help, in his opinion, to say that he's not lying. What's the Raya? Yeah, have an Avedazara, and then Beis Yosef, Yeridayas, and Kufyutas. With, the, uh, with these products, the Chol of the Gvina, Beis Yosef says in Kufyutas, that, ah, we see, right, so when it says Chashu Afilu, what's the marker? Because the Gemara mentions examples of Chol and Gvina. Chol and Gvina are Yisunim de Rabbana. Ba'afilu Achi, Right? So you need him to dafka not eat it. Otherwise, Why shouldn't he be Nemo? So from here, he wants to prove that the answer the Shaker is clearly Kal Yoiser Be'ene Stamine. Other people don't think of lying as such a serious crime. Just speaking, speech. So Veleko Bezecheskas Kashrus. So Ebazoi, he wants to say that even someone who the Shita Soy is him and he's not being Machshel anyone, but he doesn't have a Cheskas No at stake, so then he's gonna not well, not gonna want to lie. But if Lashita said there's no other Oh, so from here it sounds like Dafka when they'll get caught. Most of David Lagluya when it's gonna come out right away and they'll be exposed, they'll be caught. Then they don't lie. But otherwise, Kazal is acknowledging that people lie. That's what he wants to argue. So he essentially has taken a side in this question. He assumes that everyone's stam lying and everyone has a chaska shakra, even if the guy was never suspected of doing any isra. And you can look at the end of his article where he talks about his maskanas that if the person holds that the hetermechira is mamish the way to go and those who say otherwise, they're wrong, that's terrible. And if he agrees that the people that are machmir, staka chumra, roila so then even then, in his opinion, you still probably shouldn't rely on them, etc., etc. But this is also, so you see that he injected the Midvar Shekhar Terchak here into the discussion. And he wants to say that, no, but that's everyone's lie. This is also not so Pashat. First of all, I found a newer study. There's always another study that says something else. This one's from October, the recent, most cutting edge in the, uh, in the field. It says over there that all the old studies are wrong. Not true, people are not lying multiple times a day. Some people 
Don't. There's a minority that are pathological liars and they're lying many, many times a day. 15 times a day. This leads us to another question, which is uh, how often do studies lie? That's its own... Uh... Also, so that's first of all, it's so posh that people lie. Second of all, also Yilcheri is injecting new Yisaitis, outside Yisaitis, into the Shaq Nevataya. He didn't bring a good raya, Yilcheri, that everyone's Becheska Shakran. Ah, he brought about the Milsa David and Ligluy. If you look it up in Becheris, the context is that the Kayan can say, you know, I got this Becher with the Mum already. And the Gemara says later, a few lines later, Kiv and Dechshidi, because Kayanim are Nechshar on doing that, they make the Mum deliberately, and then they lie about it. So that's why you need the Milsa David and Ligluy to come and say, in this case, it's going to keep him from lying, from, from doing it and lying. Oh, so if I care, the context is that Chshudim lie. Taka later on in that Gemara talks about even those who are Nechshad on Ma'cholim, do we still trust them that they got it from a kosher place and that's brought Lalach and Shacharach and Sif Yutas? So we see that in the original context, it's also only a counterweight against someone who already is a Chashud, which is with, right, with, with the, the assumption being that once you're Chashud, then you lie. That's the question, that's the thing we don't understand here. That's the thing we're trying to understand. But even in this sugya, it's people that are Chashud will be, uh, will be uh, put off when they uh, face the risk of being exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From I mean, it's Chazal can create a class of people and say that they're chashudim uh, if they want. But we don't see. I, I don't see in this sugya psa marker that this psa cheska shakran bchalal. So we're back to the original question: If they're nechshud in the iser, why are we automatically accusing them of lying when where where did the lying come from? And Mela, when it comes to money, fine. We don't have time to. Uh, we can. Falpel and Shakla Batari uh, more and philosophize about the nature of lying and connect it to, probably connects to many other uh, Sugyas and Noisim and Namanos and Mominus. But uh, what comes to be Moitzi Mechaveda is Einzach. But here we're just talking about Stam. Kobiba Stam. If it's not Moitzi Mechaveda, if anyone knows, tell me. But where do you see in Alacha that when it comes to neutral, random things, that a person has a Cheska Shakram? Also notice then Sivzayin the Mechaber says So even this guy who we consider a liar, but it's Bishalachedim, we don't consider him a liar. Why would he lie about random things? So we don't just assume that people are lying left and right. Another interesting halacha that might be relevant to this is if you look in Simon Kofchav Zayin that Amos says Kol Apsuleidus. So you're, you're already a psalo life, you're already possible edus, so formal edus and a base then you're possible for, but uh, you still have namanus. How does that work in terms of trustworthiness? How is this trustworthiness working? So before we get to the answer, I want to mention another, another kasha. found the Sefer Shuri Eredea, Rav and Beitari Lit, Ravram Breuer, Gifshiurim. So in Chelek Beis, from Tavshinai and Tess, he has a simon there on Kufi Tess, and his question there is, you have in Simon Kufi Tess, and the Moh says, the Moh, it is from Tmai, that the Amor, it's not Neman on his Meiser, and because he's not, because he's Choshu, that he eats Shainimus, or he's Choshu to sell it, so therefore, you take anything from Amor, you have to be Maaser. So for that, isn't Tmai its own unique Zera? 
researched, he saw there are He told them the severest trauma. You have to be mafish again. You see from the whole thing that it's a The Taisvis and Yavamas that said that this is even more, even a mayor who's Chayish Lamiyuta wouldn't be Chayish for me. This is a Gazer of the Maya, more extreme Miyuta than a mayor Chayish Lamiyuta. So we see that in Bechlau we see the Maya special dinner that you talk can't believe uh, a guy who was never personally accused of anything, no one was ever Chayish, this guy personally, anything. but if he's in the class of Amiyat, it's not in the class of Chaveirim, you don't believe him. Whatever the other things that the are, uh, maybe he doesn't send his children to learn Here, he's doing some other Aveda that puts him into the class of Amiyarat. For that reason, I'm accusing him of not being Maaser. You need Chavros, you need to become a Chavr in order to take yourself out of that class. So, Bazoi, why are you comparing Rabbi and Chosha to Dmai, he asks. Later, you have, the Bish Yosef brings from Bechayris, and Bechayris you also have a Chosh Delamaiser and a Chosh Delashvius. Why is the Bish Yosef? The Bish Yosef had another marker. He could have gone from Bechayris. And the the Biragra on Sivav is talking about Sivav to Bechayris and not to Dmai. So why is the Bish Yosef being with Sivav to Dmai over here? That's how he ends that Shir. Agavurcha, for talking about Amaretz and Dmai, Lahoyer, that Lahoyer have a problem today. If it's true that everyone's an Amara, it's until they become a Chavar. So what happens now in Eretz Yisrael? You go to someone's house. Anything. The guy tells you he's Mutter. He's an Amara. Everyone's an Amara. How do we deal with the problem nowadays? So I found an interesting Sefer from two years ago. Ginas Reuven, Sefer HaChavar V'Ho'ireh. A whole Sefer basically on this topic. His name is Reuven Schwartz. more well-known Sefer you've seen. Gonin, a whole safer on Hanukkah donuts and Bahalacha. But uh, even that one's very halachic, uh, possibly. All the sugyas of donuts. So here he has a safer on this sugya. So without getting into the details of the question, he has a separate discussion there as to Shulchan Aruch's uh, acknowledging or not acknowledging of at the Bain Din of here. But I just want to quote something he mentions in Chelek Alf. Anaf Zayn about the Griz, the Revolve Brisk. What did he do about this Shiloh? Right? Because the Develt, the, the Yeshiva Shabbat says that the, the Griz, the Revolve Kahalten, that no, the Rambam, it's the Halacha, that there's no Nemonis on Maestras Biyamenu. So he says that in the book, Ubus van August, the Brisk, the Galads, quotes there from David Heller of Lana Shites, who's David Heller of Ghana, the father of uh, none other than uh, a that we all know. And just like uh, Rabbi Heller is very makurif to David Salavechik, who passed away recently, so that was my hamshak, the fact that his father, David, was very makurif to the Revolvel B'Shaitoi. Revolvel come to Switzerland, to Switzerland, he would stay uh, him. And in this, in Uvdus van Hagas, he quotes, he quotes him a lot like a chash of a mocker. He passed away in Tafshanayin, Rabbi David Heller. So he says, Rabbi 
told the author as follows that he once went into the Velvo Friday night after the sun, and the was the Buddha, the to me and said, No, you want to say Lachaim? I brought wine with us from Eretz Yisrael. He gave me Lachaim. He's about to drink. And Velvo says, Why do you ask if it's Moser? So I said, What do you mean? You're the Gavish and Matukan. Velvo said, What? Sounds like Revelo Taka held as a problem. But then in one of the others from the other days, they said, What do you mean? There's only Namun if you buy it from him before Shabbos, you ask him on Shabbos. But if you buy it from him, if you get it from on Shabbos, half this garnet. That's one problem. The writer of this Van Hagen says he got a letter from Rebbe Tough Shannon Tess. He wrote to him that generally I was in line and I spoke to one of the other sons of Revelo Taka, and he said, could be the sharpest thing is true, but you have a, there's a better reason. I'm not a chosh dolomaisus, he's not a he's a chosh place to dover except on Shabbos. But that's someone, I'm not a who's talking about medoctic. But if you have an Amor who is medoctic, so he does have a dover, shiny mighty, and that means that we don't assume his master, you have to ask him to make sure that he was master because it could be his mighty, but because he's not a chosh, so that once you ask him, you could uh, rely on him. Interesting to mention, and we see that the Mr. Meir Salvechik himself wants to be mechalik between the special of Tamai and the regular Choshed. And the maybe you could be a regular Choshed. We can use the regular halachas of Choshed. So the second that I'm not Choshed him, I can believe him. But maybe the Chazik, the Kabbalah, to how did we get from Kufitas to Tamai, from Tamai to Kufitas? I would be mighty more, but I probably don't have the time. But the Shvarezach can't figure it out. The Shach says, no, there's only when he's over the Haches. What? How does that make sense? After all that, let's hope that the, uh, the Tarot is a good Tarot. So if you look in Sivalaf, so Sivalaf is a good tour. Neither of them actually mention anything about what if he had but it's fine. The assumption was, Chlalas doesn't say in Shulchan Aruch that if he says, it is fine. It doesn't say that if he says, it's fine. If you look in the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef Taka addresses this. He quotes, it's all quoting, and listen so in a certain sense, it's almost like he also read this quote for could be he also read it the way I read it. That when you say Stam endless call that could be used by you didn't ask him. But from Tulagan, what if he says he's also not Naman? Why? Because it's not a better case. It's 
of the Yisnam wants, he has to take Maeser from everything that he eats, he buys, and he sells. Although, without ever getting back to the words, Oymer Zumu Usr. says as follows. That's the key here is this, the phrase, You look in the Mishnah there to see how they explain it in different ways. Everything, uh, everything else is a uh, mistaif. Namanus, the word namanus, is always used in the context of trustworthiness. How much we trust and believe and rely on what a person says. And we're saying here regarding the person now, al atzmoi ene namon. What's pshat al atzmoi ene namon? So, kabal zagen, but what are Chazal talking about? What kind of metzias are Chazal talking about? Chazal talking about Yiddish Kehila. Everyone knows that you're supposed to keep the mitzvahs, but uh, we don't know, or we know, that not everyone is Ahmed bin Asayan and keeps everything properly. But because there's certain pressure, well, every, everyone has a sense of right and wrong, and a Yiddish Kehila says right and wrong is the Fiat Even someone who's not Makbid on certain Dinam and Kashras, he's never going to get up and announce everybody, but Abim, by the way, I'm not Makbid. No, it's a Muslim edition. That if you would ask him, of course he would say everything is for you. You eat, everything's most everything's most. And that's inside the, the whole dinner marriage by divine. If you were able to ask him what's the truth, and he would tell you yes or no, then I wouldn't need the din. This whole din of divine, the whole din of amaretz. Ask him and listen. If he says yeah, yeah, no, no, the whole you know, it is that they have to live a lie. They have to when you ask them, they have to tell you no. Of course, it's fine. So Yabazai, if you're already lying al-atzmam, and they have to tell that it's fine, so Yabazai, when it comes to feeding someone else, also push that atzmam won't help anything. Because they always say everything is more, sir. So how is this answer going to be different than that answer? Uh, well, you're going to wink at them and say, is this like your regular Moser or like real Moser? They're not going to take kindly to that. They have to keep up uh, the appearance. Sebazai, that's the Pshat Alatmani Namon, he has to lie about himself. So Kate Namon, Al Shalachim. The whole foundation here is missing. The famous Mishnah about the Shekhar and Paragdalid, about Shabbos. Also, there you see clearly that that's where the Mishnah comes the closest to acknowledging that oh he's Mishakar, except when he's not. And the Rambam, Hilkas Maiser, Ish Paragdas, it's already clear. He says, We comes and makes it clear that the whole word is that obviously we can't ask them. So back to the four points that we raised. So number one, we can get out of we can save ourselves from the popolim of the Midvar Shaker. It's not a a Dover Noisef. Oh he's over and cautious. How do we know? No, the Shad is based on Shaker. Comes together with Shaker. And maybe we can answer the Kasha, why, this Rabbi Breuer asked, why, why, we, why is the Beshesif being with Zion to Dmai? Because Taka, when it comes to the details, there are big differences in Dmai, because Chazal took it further, made a whole Isra and all the Amayorets. But the Yisoy, the Al-Atmei and the we find Afka and Dmai, as far as I could tell, it's not mentioned in the Sugyas and Bechayris, etc. In Dmai, then, they went and added another Xayn on top of that and expanded it. But the Yisoy, the Yisoy is here. Maybe we can even transfer the din mummer and the ramah. The whole din of the mummer is fakarat. The mummer is the only guy who does a vedas 
But Farasia, he Taka broke out of the pressure of the community, and that's it. He eats Nevelis. So Rabbi there's no Sheker. He eats Nevelis. There's no Sheker involved in that. So Rabbi maybe Dafka, someone who is over uh, Farasia, didn't lose his Namanus. What does a choshut mean? A choshut, by definition, is I'm not sure. There's no documentation. For whatever reason, I have the impression that this guy will be over. If he's going to be over, that means he's lying. So he always remains a choshut. That's why he's not an Amon. And back to the original question. Can we say, what about people that were completely fry outside of the community? So on the one hand, we can say that maybe they're worse than a mumma Because a mumma came from our community. So he understands the importance of Fremkite. He has a Yetzirah. But maybe he cares about other people. Mashank and someone who grew up without Yiddishkeit, so most of them probably think that Yiddishkeit is nonsense. Chas So they're not going to be sensitive. You'll tell them and they'll just laugh at you in their head and that's the type of scenario we'd be more concerned about. But if, let's say they're in a situation, and if they're in a situation where they were, they suddenly got, they got stuck in a firm environment and people were pressuring them, are you eating kosher, eating kosher? They would probably lie because the taka don't see the importance. They would lie to others also. But if you have the reason to assume that no, they respect those who are makbid, like the examples I gave of other things, sugar-free, etc. So maybe there's an art tzagin that they could have no more. So it wouldn't be a student to what we learned here. So we don't have time, but uh, I'll just say in uh, 30 seconds or less that uh, a few months ago, Tzvi Reisman, who writes on halachic topics, printed an article in Hamayon, it's an Israeli uh, Torah publication, and he's malakit, after Meishetak came along, back in Russia we had from parents and not from children, and the parents ate from the children, and what are you going to do? So Meishet was mechadish, that there's a musik of Kimle begaveh. I know you, and I know that you're trustworthy. And he brings Chibis van Hagas, Meishet Sternbach talks about the question you mentioned, with the Baal Shuvah, where the wife is not, can we take this Yisraeli of Rav Moshe and say that the Balshuvah says, "Kim it's my wife. I know I can trust her," and he's almost about to accept it. He doesn't go, you know, all the way. He doesn't want to save about Dos. Um, and there's more discussion about Rav Moshe There's a discussion about this in current Pesukim. So maybe we can connect that discussion to this idea. Good